Gate on. 14 podcast. And fellas, is there a better time on the planet to be a Toronto sports fan? We're recording this on Saturday night. It's Mexico E for Avery and JR. They're about to get after it. Um, I mean, this is... The, you could just feel the difference. The vibes on Blue Jays, Leafs, Twitter, everything, man. This is awesome. This is fucking awesome. Well, we've never experienced this before. This is sick. I, what? I was seven the last time they made it out of the first round? Yeah, me too. 18, 19 years ago? That's so <laughs> fucking long. It's a, it's incredible. And it's just... I guess they were bad for some years in between, but they made the playoffs nonstop. The Leafs did for a while there. So that. What an awesome day. You knew the demons were in the back of your mind for Leafs. This isn't a hockey show, but we're going to talk about the Leafs because. Yeah, you can, if you're an Oilers fan or you're from BC or Alberta, just fast forward like 10 minutes or five minutes. It, it won't be that long, but just fast forward a little bit. I You had the thoughts creeping back into your head that game seven feels like an automatic loss. No matter what <laughs> happened, it was like, don't <laughs> let it get to game seven. And overtime hockey, garbage goal goes the Leafs way. I. I was happy. Called my brother. Now I really want Florida to win because I'm mm-hmm. going to Miami after I get back from Mexico. Oh. And if the Leafs line up to play an away game while I'm in Miami, apparently we got a pretty good hookup for seats on the glass. Really? He shot the fuck up. Wait, so so the Leafs your hookup? Would, that would line no, up. Evan for you? goes to games on the glass when he's down there. One of his teammates has season tickets on the glass. <laughs> so I'm Maybe. now praying for a Florida Panthers win. It would be a shame if it was Florida Leafs, not Boston. I'll tell you that. Like literally oh. the best team ever. So I think the Leafs, I think the Leafs walk Florida. Well, you can never know with this team, though, man. Listen, I'm not a Leaf fan, but ever since I jumped on the bandwagon, they won a playoff round. I'm don't don't call me a hero, but that game. Let's let's be honest, Johnny. I know you bet on them tonight, but did you rather want to see them win or see them lose? I would rather see them win. Is that crazy to say? Because listen, my entire family are Leafs fans. My dad, my nunno, my like, ob- my mom, I guess, loosely attached to it. But like, everyone in my immediate family is a Leaf fan. So it was cool. My dad was like texting me, legitimately crying. Like, this is a guy who grew up living, dying for the Toronto Maple Leafs. This has been his life. Like, he's a Leafs fan. Like, I'm a Blue Jays fan. He loves. He loves the Toronto Maple Leafs. So. It was refreshing and cool to kind of see him kind of get one. Although it was funny to see the heartbreak that he used to have to deal with for like the last 20 years. It was cool to see them get one. And one thing, if I was a hater, I'd be saying, why the fuck are we throwing parades in the street right now in downtown Toronto for winning a round? Like, if the Bruins win a playoff round, I know they've done it a lot. The, the city doesn't give a fuck. Here, it's we got literal, like, I'm surprised Starbucks doesn't have a trash can through the fucking window right now. But what, the, what did the Cubs do? Or were the Cubs not a big playoff drought? It was just the World Series. It so. was just the World Series. Yeah. Okay. So you never Seattle, I guess, didn't do anything when they finally got in the playoffs. <laughs> maybe the yeah, maybe they're just crazy fans. It's the it's the most <laughs> Toronto sports thing ever. It, I mean, we're, we are literally. I have friends downtown on their uh, Instagram stories. They are legitimately rioting the streets right now. You would think the Leafs just won the at least the Eastern Conference final. Okay, now at let least. me bring it, let me bring up something potentially bad. Is the season all gone? Shitty season if they go get swept next round. Yeah, 
It's gotta be. I just, I, I don't know where you would lie with that. I, it would, it, you, they would I'd just be shocked look, if they got, if they slapped. can't come, if they can't, yeah, that'd be crazy. It'd just show like they can't even, they can't compete. They would look really fucking dumb, bro. <laughs> like for 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 we have riots like parades in the streets a parade inside my city yeah uh skip bayless um and they get swept the next round it would be the most toronto maple leafs thing i've ever seen but we'll see what happens i'm excited for it but um i just couldn't believe in johnny t the guy that just got absolutely blasted he's taking too much money this that and next thing you know the guy scores the winner in ot and he ends the playoff drought for the leaf just like he did for the islanders so it was it was cool to see, man. I mean, as a awesome. as a Sens fan, Jer, that's a crazy team to be rooting for. By the way, Jer, the Sens. What the fuck have the Sens done ever? What are you What are you rooting for the Sens for? They've had some good playoff runs. So you're a Sens fan? Yeah, my that's mom the crazy from thing. Ottawa. Sens fan. So they took my bashing of Ottawa uh, lightly. I'm assuming uh, when I talked to them, the podcast would be in the worst. Place that's why I knew like. Well, I know Ottawa, but I don't like obviously my parents know Ottawa better than me, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it really depends on what part of Ottawa you're in. Like there's that's some a good points part. Jared's, like, market areas. Jared's nice. parents and my dad grew up in the same small town. Yeah. That's adorable. That's rich. Isn't well, that you rich? Wanna, you wanna know something? No, even... it's not rich. It's not rich. My dad and Jeremy's aunt dated in high school. Yeah. Little Shenye in the family. You'd love to see that. Jer, Jer, That's a wild a, story. As an unbiased um, hockey fan, what were your thoughts on the game tonight? I know this is a baseball podcast. We'll end it after this. But what, what are your thoughts? Um, I didn't think the... I, I thought Tampa actually outplayed the Leafs. Like throughout the whole series. Like when the, the Leafs won... The Leafs definitely outplayed uh, Tampa in game two. But the two games in Tampa just felt like Tampa just... They just should have won both those games. And then tonight, I thought it was pretty evenly matched. I mean, it could have went either way in overtime. I, Tampa had like a couple chances there, and then they score like that. But I mean, good for the Leafs. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really like Tampa. Like, They're just a bunch I, of. It's hard to cheer pricks. for Tampa, and like obviously, I hate the Leafs, but it's hard to cheer for Tampa. But I think if they play Boston, I'm cheering for Boston for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't or know. Or Florida, we'll or Florida, John, but Johnny Hockey might be uh, rooting for the Leafs the entire way through. <laughs> but uh, I want to go into so so let's let's go into the baseball talk. So if you if you fast forwarded, you've you've gone at a perfect time. We're gonna start getting the baseball talk. The Toronto Blue Jays are a wagon. Call it what it is. And when this team is clicking on all cylinders, I mean, the bullpen 15 straight innings without a run, which is the most ridiculous shit I've ever fucking seen. When's the last Let, time that has happened? That will, we have never said that in the history of Toronto Blue Jays fans. Let's make that clear. 15 straight innings. Kevin Gossman, I mean, we're, this is only a two game recap, so we won't be talking about that much, but Kevin Gossman is just, I, I can't, he 20 whiffs today. 20 whiffs. I think 20 whiffs on his splitter, right, Abe? Is that yeah, the I think stat? he had the most whiffs on a splitter of all time in an outing. Holy fuck! Did Dude, you? Put, it's like, did you put money on his Cy Young? Me? No, I I didn't. I remember I, we were talking about odds for that. We I gave it out about, as plus two thousand. I mean, it I wasn't really that good odds. Like, I think I gave it out on like a a preseason show, but I don't do futures because. I, yeah, you I'm not patient. I don't have the patience. Yeah, me neither. I, refu- I refuse to see my money there for a whole year. I can't. Yeah, do it. and we learned that with the stock uh, market. We learned that with Avery with uh, his Japan future, which ended up hitting, which was kind of kind of looked up on that. But 
like we'll, we'll talk about yesterday's game first but I, yesterday's game first but today's game was just i mean it ruled but for let's go into yesterday so luis castillo and i will say this it, i get ptsd even watching him pitch against the blue jays because yes last year is this crazy to say Avery, that was the best a pitcher has looked in the postseason maybe ever the what he did with the against the Jays last year he was legitimately unhittable last year in that playoff game so just seeing him now and looking at his stats I mean obviously the guy's unhittable I can th- this Jays team is special because they nickel and dimed beating a pitcher that was ar- arguably one of the best pitchers in the American League they nickel and dimed him and the starting pitching and bullpen kept him in the game. That did, doesn't really happen last year, the year before, stuff like that. That game was so special when you have guys like Alejandro Kirk, who's obviously been struggling. He's beginning a lot of walks, getting on base. Alejandro Kirk hits a ball 401 feet off of Luis Castillo. Alec Manoa doesn't have his best stuff, obviously. The guy walked four guys and hit a guy. Comes into the game, comes out of the game, sorry, and the bullpen just puts their balls on the table and goes four straight innings with zeros. This team is different based off the fact that there's guys, there's horses in that bullpen where you know they are pitching and it's fucking wraps. You aren't touching these motherfuckers. And that's Eric Swanson. That's Jordan Romano. Honestly, like Jimmy Garcia was unhittable also. So you can kind of make the case for him as well when he's on. But that game yesterday was awesome. That game ruled. It just beating Luis Castillo keeping the win streak going. The Jays had no business winning that with how, how, how Alec Manoa was pitching. But Avery, what did you see from that game yesterday? No, Luis Castillo, his shit rocks. I wish he was so good, Jay, dude. Because he is one of like the most exciting pitchers in baseball, I think. His stuff is really, really good. I love the way he throws his change up, too. You get the three-quarter slot. Watching his stuff, it looks unhittable all the time. I don't know how they do it. Credit to guys being in the major leagues to hit all that stuff. And then Alec Manoa... Again, hitting people, but I'm pretty sure he's led the American League in hit by pitch the last two years. So, I'm pretty, yeah, I it's just what he does, it just gets away from him again. But then he loses it, but he's able to keep the team on the tracks. And that's at the end of the day, he went five innings and he gave the team a chance to win. And that's what you want, that's all you need, that's what you want from every single guy. If you told the manager every day, we'd come out of this game and it was tied or we're up one, right? When they came out, I believe in the fifth, no tied. The game was tied when he came out. It's like, okay, you can, you can live with that. Even if he doesn't have his best stuff, I guess Alec Manoa without his best stuff is a little bit different than Kevin Gosman without his best stuff. Gosman is the best pitcher in the world right now. It looks like, Um, but a little step back from Manoa with another sold out crowd. And I, I hate that this is becoming the narrative, but every single time Alec Manoa has pitched, big kind of situation sold out crowd it hasn't gone great we were there for a cincinnati start last year sold out like on a weekend like it happens all the time but in recent memory alec manoa hasn't been able to show up when the lights got pretty bright the lights they're too bright turn them off donald trump um i have a take i'm squatting on maybe jr could talk me off this tim mays is elite i i you can't you can't deny the numbers now. He has a 123 ERA, bro. And he's a lefty out of the pan. He's elite. He's so fucking good. And when he's carving, he's carving. I, I don't really last year, I guess you could say I kind of felt scared when Tim Meza would pitch. Now it's like this guy is lights the fuck out. He is because the thing is, right? I mean, with Tim Meza, you see this entire bullpen go like go at it and stuff like that. 
you want to be that big dog. You see Eric Swanson carving. You want to be like, you want to, you kind of want to compete. It's just the competitive factor. You see him mm-hmm. putting up zeros. You want to put up zeros. You see Jordan Romano putting up zeros. You want to put up zeros. Garcia putting up zeros. Even Trevor Richards looked really good. So Tim Mesa's really upped his game and him being like the only really lefty in that bullpen is fuck, man. I mean, Avery, do you have any advanced numbers from him? I mean, he has a 123 ERA and in seven innings, 123 whip. Eight strikeouts in seven innings. Hasn't walked a guy. Has only given up one run. No home runs. I mean, he's been elite this year. Call it what it is. That's what he has been. He's been elite this year. The hard hit percentage has to be one of the best for relievers. 27.3%. That's 8% lower than his career average. And in 2021, he was in top percent of the league in hard hit percentage again. So pretty good. He's expected ERA 313. He gives up some hard contact. Um, like a max exit velo, not average exit velocity. He's in bottom 6% of the league of max exit velo, but that could have been just one swing where he just gets shelled. And his average exit velocity is uh, right on his career averages. They don't really uh, have a full Savant page for Tim Mesa right now. Yeah. But I can't remember an outing where he's blown up or he's come in and not done it. He job. hasn't. He's given up one run this year. Exactly. So as much as I said I'm not a huge Tim Mesa fan, I'd be an idiot to say he's not pitching awesome right now. And I trust him to come in the game and do his job at this point of the season. There's no reason not to. And you're right. You talk about all these guys just in the bullpen. It's contagious getting people out. I think it's like, just like hitting is contagious. Scoring runs is contagious. If all those guys in the bullpen find ways to get people out, I think they just keep running through teams and it's been super impressive stretch against some not so good hitting teams right now, but that's what you should do against shitty teams. Shut them down. Don't let them score. And I mean, what is this? Two back to back one run games, right? Not yeah. Way to do it. It's, uh, and just looking at the numbers here from Friday, I mean, the bullpen pitched four innings, eight strikeouts. Absurd. Mm. Abs- absurd. Absolutely absurd. Two strikeouts an inning for the bullpen is just crazy. And listen, I don't care if it's the Mariners, the f- team Hawaii, and the World Base. I don't give a shit. This bullpen and this starting rotation is in on an insane run. An insane run. I mean, Jeremy, who's one guy that you've kind of been impressed with out of the bullpen? I mean, I'm assuming it's probably Eric Swanson, but he is mm-hmm. he's he's absurd, bro. He's absurd. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys where it's just like so hard. It was so hard for me to like believe that a guy who throws 94 can be a shutdown guy. It's just never been a thing. It's kind of a rare thing in the MLB, really, to have a, a guy who throws uh not in touching a hundred be like a really shut down guy. Um, but he's been way better than I expected. And Atkins is looking like a fucking genius right now. Uh, I, I mean, Teo's zero for eight with seven strikeouts. This he, year. Yeah. <laughs> and his, his contract is let's remember that too. Like constant contract is he's getting paid, paid nothing for like the next, what isn't it like two years? I think it's two more years. Yeah. Teo's doing his best. Tip your cap to Toronto. Like, thank you for all the years. <laughs> yeah. Let's go win a couple of ball games. But yeah. Eric Swanson looks like an average Joe could get a hit off him compared to some of the other relievers in the same uh-huh. situations on their teams in the big leagues. That I think that's what makes him awesome. And the thing that I think is a lot different between Swanson and Gosman is they kind of mentioned it today. Like, you go Kevin Gosman and Eric Swanson almost back to back, or you put a guy in the middle between them seems like you're facing the same pitcher. It's fastball splitter. You're going to get it all the time. But the way Swanson throws his, he throws his 
up in the zone way more than Kevin Gosman does. It looks like it starts top of the zone and it ends middle. And Gosman's a guy who starts a splitter at the end of the zone, and gets swings on balls in the dirt. So I guess they're different enough that it doesn't really matter. And the team isn't worried about pitching those two guys back to back, but he's been fucking awesome. And it, it's re- it's nice to see it pay off early, kind of unlike Dalton Varsho has, where you're getting the confirmation that this was a good move early on. Fan favorite. You can trust this guy. And then Varsho started pretty hot, kind of dialing it back a little bit, but then nice little spark plug in today's game, right? Yeah, for sure. I He's just – it, it's – how crazy is it that we are able to kind of say there's three plus maybe like three or four guys you could – you could close out a baseball game with the Toronto Blue Jays and be fine. Like let's let's look at today. Um, today you go Romano in the ninth. Last year you'd be like, who the fuck do we go the tenth? <laughs> like Anthony Bass, I guess. No, that's why Eric... Adam Simber would come back in. Yeah, you go Eric Swanson in the tenth, who absolutely carved. And then in your back of your mind, like if the Jays don't score here, Tim Mays is going to come in, who has given up one run the entire season. So it's like. It's just refreshing kind of just seeing a bullpen like that where it's a lot of guys that fans could actually trust coming out of that bullpen. It's cool. I I, I don't remember the last time I've experienced that as a Blue Jays fan. <laughs> I, I, I 2016 maybe, 2015. I don't even know if those bullpens were even well, that just good. Just think but... about if those guys don't get through it and you need some length at some point, you got Nate Pearson in the back end of that pen. Anthony Bass shouldn't be as bad as he's been this season as well. Like yeah. We're getting contributions from not that many guys in the bullpen because we don't have to need use them at all because we starting pitching so fucking good yeah it's it just been awesome but we got to definitely pump the tires of alejandro kirk yesterday man i mean a guy who like we said has been struggling comes into the game yesterday three knocks. two run home run two run home run i think that is the first home run from a righty off luis castillo since september of last year isn't that a wild stat like early september like september 2nd i think the stat was jesus so yeah it's like that's how you get back on the horse Witten Merrifield, two for four off Luis Castillo. Just another guy who's just a spark plug down there. I think the Jays, Whit Merrifield's in the top 10 in the American League for average. So you got to, I mean, that guy's just been absolutely dialed in. And another what guy. What do I we talk- do with Brandon Belt and Kevin Biggio at this point? <laughs> uh, sorry, Brandon Belt, you keep him. But Obviously. we got to have, we got to have the Kevin Biggio conversation at some point. And I don't understand why people are like, Johnny, why are you so hard? Hard on him after today. Everyone got out today. He has been getting out the entire year. He's hitting 120 or whatever the fuck he's hitting, dude. Why does... And the thing that really gets me mad about this is, is we always talk about on this podcast, right? What Merrifield needs to get reps, get reps, get reps to just get in the groove. He's hitting 324, all right? He's proven that he should be the everyday second baseman. I don't, and you could take your stupid Andrew Stoughton stats up your fuck and shove it up your ass. I don't give a shit about this bullshit stats about it. The guy's hitting 324, all right? Kevin Biggio isn't even hitting half, half of the average that Whit Merrifield is hitting. And John Schneider continues to put trust in him and throw him in the lineups in games the Jays should be winning. Today, the Jays won one nothing, and Kevin Biggio was a human, like a walking out, no unserious at bats. And, and the guy hitting before him, you got fucking Brandon Belt going, or, or the two batters for him or one batter before. It's like, those are two auto outs back to back. You can't have black holes like that in your lineup. It's just dumb. Yeah, Kevin Biggio. I'm I'm starting to think that Whit Merrifield is having a a hand in saying when he's playing and when he wants days off. That he's might hitting, be a good point. He's hitting too well. 
he's playing too well for him to be out of the lineup as often as he is. So I think he's talking to John Schneider about staying healthy as an older guy, 34, I think, Witt is. Now. Yeah, it's just so, so hard to watch Biggio's at-bats, man. Yeah, because he's not doing the stuff that made him successful that won't that you wanted to keep him here for like walking and getting on base. And he's like, and he's Avery. We all played. We know this. He's a guy where he's like, I can't hit right now. I'm just going to start looking for walks. And he is taking cock shot fastballs with two strike counts or like not protecting when he's at the play. It's just today he took, he, he got to a three, two count and just took a cock shot fastball, just like middle, middle or middle in. Yeah. And just didn't swing at it looking for a walk. He just doesn't want to take the bat off his shoulder. And that's... 2019 and 2020, he had a walk rate in the top 8% of the league and top 2% of the league those two seasons. The, the next two seasons, 21, 22, he dropped that walk rate by three points to 12.5%. So last year, he was 12.5%. This year, his walk rate is 6.5%. So if he's not walking, what is he doing for this team? Exactly. And his strikeout rate is up 12% from his career. He's striking out 40% of the time. Like, oh, that's terrible. You're not giving the team a chance when you're striking out that much with no power as well. It's like you understand if Fran Mill Reyes is striking out 40% of the time, but he's going to nuke balls to Mars half half of his at-bats, and you're just not getting that with Kevin Biggio. You so are I, don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what... Um, you just this is and is this a crazy take? What's the most impressive thing about this win streak and just about how successful this team is? Franchise record, by the way, after 27 games. The most impressive thing is you have guys in the order who are automatic outs, and it's not affecting your win loss record. That's the most impressive thing, right? I think that happens at any point of the season, though. Like Bo Bichette at some point last year felt like an automatic out. You remember? Yeah, I can't. August. I can't it was like August, like the early August. Yeah, so you're going to have those runs, but being able to have big-time production from other people in your lineup is what makes good teams good. Yeah, for sure. I I just thought, I don't know what they're – like the Cavan Biggio experience at some point. But the thing is, I, they made a good point today in uh, the live stream chat. Who do you replace them with? Otto Lopez hitting 150. Addison Barger is hitting like 230. It's, it's not like there's – super prospects coming up right now that are raking at the minor league level, right? No, you can't, and they, not and really... they love Kevin Biggio. So they're going to keep him around mm-hmm. as a decent clubhouse guy, I guess. Yeah, I just going to have to be at the deadline. That's probably what they'll do is replace someone that can be more reliable. Than Kevin Biggio is going to be an awesome Pittsburgh pirate. <laughs> they're a wagon right now. Yeah. They are. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, He'll play first base for them. This is something that I have talked about that was so funny today that I saw on Twitter. Um, Luis Robert Jr. just not knowing who Charlie Blanco is. What? You did you yeah, not see that, that, Avery? No. In an interview, they like he or I don't know if it was an interview, but he said he doesn't know the name of his bench coach. <laughs> he doesn't know who Charlie Blanco. Charlie's really put a stamp of approval on that White Sox team, making his name known. No way he actually said that. Yeah, dude. Who I asked just, the question? What I is... just tweeted it. I just tweeted it. Um, I said, justice for Charlie Montoyo. Because um, okay. apparently they're like, I can't believe this. Um, what is the quote? From Josh Nelson, Luis Robert did not know the name of the White Sox bench coach? What is going on? That was a tweet. <laughs> oh, man, that's so fun. That's the most Charlie Montoyo thing. You don't know the name of the guy playing the bongos? 
every day at 4 p.m. You don't know that guy? Not just, <laughs> it, it's just, it, you think Charlie Montoya was like, I just, I'm nothing without my bongos. I can't coach this team without these motherfucking things. It's you all just got to be down bad after that. And they are the worst team I've ever watched in my life. I watched snippets <laughs> yeah. of that game today. They were no hitting the Rays and they gave up a 10 spot the next inning. It's the most abs- like if that was the Jays, I will say this, I will be in a deep depression and I, I don't know if I could get out of it. If that was me watching the Toronto Blue Jays, it, but, it's insane. Yeah, the White Sox, they're one of the three teams not to give out a $100 million contract. And their owner is the guy who owns the Bulls. Like He has money. What a dickhead. That's sad. That's sad. You hate well, to see it. They should. They got it coming for them if their management's not going to be all in like that. And they had so many expectations. They were the odds-on favorite to win the division this season. They are so bad. I can't believe that's like whoever made those odds should be sent to hell. They suck. <laughs> yeah, they but, should uh, lose their job most likely. Yeah, but uh, okay, let's go into today's game. Not much to talk about with today's game besides the fact that I think it's a uh, it's a real possibility, Avery, that having Gossman is going to win the Cy Young. Like, like a legit, I'm not like, I know it's still early and stuff like this, but he is so dialed in and he gets hit with a comebacker today. What does he do? Keep me out there. Punch out, punch out. That's just what he does. He, his splitter is like, I I made the meme. Please God, Donald Trump, please Donald Trump. Help me, Donald Trump. (laughs) The hitters are praying when they're in the batter's box against this guy's splitter. And he pairs it, like we said last week, with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball on the black outside, and no one can figure it out. It is insane what this guy is doing. You can take that guy, Garrett Cole, in New York. We got Kevin Gassman because he smokes weed, too. He's cool. He's chill. Um, (laughs) What are you seeing from him, Avery? I mean, he is... He throws two pitches. Everyone knows what's coming. You're getting a fastball <laughs> up. You're getting a splitter down, and they they can't hit anything. I mean, if that doesn't show you how good his stuff is right now, and he was up to 98 today. It's just, <sighs> he was up two miles an hour on his average. I mean, I guess he was wrong, or he wasn't wrong when he said uh, he didn't feel good last start, but I would love <laughs> to take away the seven runs in that uh, – in that Astros? Houston start and really see what his numbers are because they would, he'd be the odds on favorite right now out of the gate. Uh, sorry, maybe Garrett Cole, but he'd be up there because he's what? He has 10 earned runs right now and 31 and two thirds. So if you take away that one inning, he would have three have... earned runs and 30 innings. Yeah. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I can't that's believe crazy. that's even real. How do you think this is the best pitcher we've ever had in Toronto since Doc? It's been a long time since well, we had that Doc. Robbie Ray season was sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. But, it's a good point. Um, definitely up there, hundred percent. It's so, got, so it's got to be. It's like he's just dominating. It's been a while since we've had a dominant pitcher like this. But let's go into that Robbie Ray year. I mean, two eighty four ERA. I guess, yeah, he won the Cy Young, MVP votes, all that type of stuff. That is a good point, Ave. But what was his like strikeouts per nine? Can you see that? Um, let me search it, Robbie Ray. I, I like I, I just don't know, man. Maybe it's just recency bias, but fuck. He is insane. K per nine, eleven point five. Holy shit. And Kevin Gosman so far right now is eleven point six five. Okay, yeah. But I just think it's uh okay, let me let me rephrase this. 
this is the most dominant stretch of a Toronto Blue Jays starter since Roy Holiday. I'm talking last year, Kevin Gossman was that guy. And this year, he's that guy. Robbie Ray was a one-off. Like Kevin Gossman, his entire tenure as a Toronto Blue Jay, you can look at him and say, this guy's going to go out there and he's going to pitch and he's going to fucking shove. That's what you could say every single time yeah, in the last his, two years. His left on base percentage is like way below his career average right now. Higher ground ball rate than he's ever had. And uh, yeah, home run to fly ball is higher than his career average. These numbers can get better. Like there's there's no stopping Kevin Gosman is what of what he can be this season. His XFIP two seven seven lower than his ERA. The numbers are telling you this guy's good. The eye test is telling you this guy's good, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. We need to show up for Kevin Gosman starts all the time because this guy. The Jays got awesome. the Jays were getting no hit by a guy that was supposed the, to be on a four inning pitch limit. But the run support again. We talked about how bad the run support was right before his last start. Yeah, still might be horrible. I mean, he got he didn't get he got the no decision today, and he went seven runs, seven innings, scoreless with thirteen strikeouts, career high in strikeouts. Yeah, starting pitching against the rookie, against the rookie on the mound. I think it's, that was almost a smart move by them starting. Uh, shit, what was his name again? That's McGee. What McGee. was his first name? Some uh, Easton Easton McGee. I think it's yeah. almost a good thing to start guys teams haven't seen it feels that way when you bring up a rookie sometimes they get shelled but or you don't have any tape on these guys they come up and they get the job done so okay let's go sort by run support oh is he in the bottom he's got to be in the bottom there's some guys with like one start 3.6 runs of run support. That's not that crazy. I guess it's kind of skewed because I think one of his starts he got a pretty decent amount of run support. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's no, clo- it's it's closer to the bottom though. It just it, today's game was just another thing of me saying this team is different. Like Kevin Gossman goes seven innings, no earned runs, and he doesn't have the that gets no decision. And you get this guy Zach Pop come out of the bullpen who is throwing fucking frisbees, dude frisbees the jays bullpen didn't give up a hit today no hits today no hits yesterday it's ridiculous it's ridiculous zach pop comes in um shoves one inning one strikeout then you got romano who comes in for the ninth absolutely shoves and then eric swanson runner on second extra innings obviously the math is telling you that runner is going to score a lot of the time no else runner on second he punches out the fucking side and you know what happens dalton varsho um or Vladimir Guerrero absolutely shits on a he baseball the to center. So that ball was hit so hard that I'm surprised even Bo made that sh- made it to third. Luis Rivera, <laughs> who you can make the argument that Luis Rivera won that game by not sending Bo, doesn't send Bo. They intentionally walk chopsticks for a guy who couldn't hit to save his life right now, Dalton Varsho. Call it what it is. The guy has been ass. They have a mound meeting, and the mound meeting they discuss, let's throw Dalton Varsho a fucking cock shot that he sends <laughs> to the wall, and the Jays walk it off. This is what I'm talking about with this team being different. Just gritty, finding ways to win, obviously not, doesn't have their best stuff on offense, and still figures out a way to have the pitching staff pick up the offense. That's what I'm saying. We haven't been able to say that for a long, long time, boys, right? Usually it's the offense is picking up the pitching staff, right? It's... It's 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 unbelievable to watch that game today. I thought it was going to end in an hour. I mean, they went had extra innings, but 
just insane, man. Just absolutely insane. And obviously Dalton Varsho, a guy who should, who needed that to get his monkey off the back, gets the the little walk-off hit for the boys. So are you guys expecting Varsho to kind of figure it out now maybe? You think that maybe propelled something for him? I don't know if it, I don't, it's, I think he's still going to struggle. I don't think this will really, I don't know, make a difference. I can't see it, but it, hopefully he gets hot. Hopefully he gets hot, but we got to remember he, I mean, his average wasn't great last year either. Right. So, I mean, he's like two thirty last year. So, yeah. Um, I mean, there's been some, there's been some good glimpses, but I mean, fuck we might need i that's why i still think like we need a big lefty bat at the deadline like we got Brandon Belt <laughs> Brandon Belt Bishio and Varsho um but i mean you're right though this is definitely a scary team this is a this Dalton is a Varsho team... feels sorry Johnny Dalton Varsho say? feels like he pops up to the infield more than anyone in baseball and i would love figure out well it's because he has an uppercut swing that's what i would see i mean let's just look at this like the bottom of the order today blue jays six seven eight nine hitters went 0 for 12 with four strikeouts and this team still won that's absurd that is fucking absurd dude i mean yeah it just uh kevin kiermaier's obviously cooled down a lot whatever you knew that was going to happen he's really good defensively so he makes up for it but he's like he's the nine hole hitter for fuck's sake can't expect too much from him i want to talk Mm. about george springer though he's hitting the ball so hard (laughs) i feel so bad for him he's getting absolutely (laughs) fucked let's look at um his baseball savant does it say expected average on there avery on baseball savant yeah you want me to figure that out for you brother i'm doing it right now so george springer's expected batting average right now on baseball savant is 269 and he is hitting 210 210 that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> but he's still his average exit velocity 17th percentile which kind of makes sense he wasn't hitting anything hard to start the season yeah but i think if we go through some of his game logs recently like everything everything is in a career career. making those two plays sucks because it feels mm-hmm. like he would never make them on anyone else and George yeah. Springer just skull fucking baseballs. If that first the first at bat of game two today, like that changed kind of how things went because he crushed that ball and Suarez made a nice play on the uh, at third there. So I'm I'm fine with how his at bats have gone. He had a three hit game mixed in here um, against the White Sox last time. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be okay, man. Yeah, he's, I'm not worried about him, man. He's 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 a World Series MVP for a reason. He's not a fucking bum on the street. So he'll be fine, man. I just, fellas, is it, is it crazy to say, like, this is the most, I mean, this is, it brightens my mood so much when this team is playing like this because it's just so fun. You look forward to watching these games. Like, you look forward to seeing who's going to show up today. Is it going to be the offense or is the pitching going to continue to just absolutely carve in this? Because... We got to see a little bit of it when we went to that game on Tuesday when the Jays pitching staff is buzzing and so is the offense. They just win like 15 nothing. It's just not even close. You just you you can't beat that. So it's it, it's refresh it's cool to see um a rotation that is just firing on all cylinders, next man up mentality. Everyone is buzzing, everyone is carving. 
And it's also cool to see a team just kind of nickel and dime because we're so used to seeing the Jays just hit the long ball and rely on the long ball for so long as as our fandom. Um, it's This team is fun. This team is special. We've been saying this for so long. We've been saying this bullpen is so special for so long. And uh, it's just awesome. And I actually relapsed and I tweeted out Blue Jays dad twice today. <laughs> I thought he blocked you. <laughs> no, I thought he did too, but I just forgot that I had him muted. Because when yeah. someone sent me a tweet, I was like, oh, okay, I can't see it because I haven't mute him. But um, it's just it's a gift that keeps on giving body bagging him because this is my thing with Blue Jays dad. It's an it's all of Blue Jays Twitter against him. So like <laughs> you you come up with a good tweet against Blue Jays dad, you got the entire brigade of Blue Jays Twitter just backing you up and just loving it. So I, I I'm addicted to the clout from it. I love to see it. I love chirping them. And uh I'm on another recovery path. I'm not tweeting at him anymore, but how could I not with what this bullpen's done? 15 straight scoreless innings, man. How can I not? Yeah. You got to. You got, did, I, did he respond to you? Or no, he's a coward. He's a fucking coward. But yeah, I'm I'm on the, like I said, I'm on the relapse trail. So I, I'm back in, I, I told, I'm back in uh, rehab for it. But uh, yeah, just this is, this is, it's, I can't remember how much I've. I can't remember having this much fun watching this team. Maybe September of last year when Bobachette was just hitting seven hundred. That was maybe another fun time I had watching this team. But man, I just Eric Swanson is so goddamn good, dude. He's just a walking pitching ninja video. Him and Zach Pop. <laughs> Zach who, Pop. Who, at do you bat, think Zach do... Pop has the best stuff on the team? Because I think the that's sinker might the be bullpen. one of the best pitches in the bullpen. You hear your Suarez is at bat against Zach Pop. You watch that back. He wanted nothing to do with that sinker. He took a he took one at the top of the zone that he kind of backed up out of the box at. <laughs> he looked at the ump. He's like, oh, was that there? And yeah, yeah, it was there. He that was a hilarious at bat. Zach Pop in a high leverage situation. So. And what does he do? Zero. And like I said, you can. It's crazy that Anthony Paul Anthony Bass is one of the least reliable guys in the bowl. Like, listen, right now, Pop, Romano, Swanson, Meza, um, am I missing someone? Garcia. Yep. Those five guys, besides the little struggles from Garcia, are freaks. And those are five guys you could trust all the time. So like, when I tell told you guys in the offseason this bullpen was legit, it's awesome to see another classic Johnny W. So you just love to see it. Let's go to predictions for tomorrow's game because I know I'll be there. I just want to give a special shout out. Obviously, um, this is a funny story. So, um, Cuba Roman or Cuba Roman uh, DM me. This is a guy that I'm hit. he used to chirp me on Twitter. Then I just I called him Poopy Pants and like that. <laughs> and I just like just I I don't know if I told him to shut the fuck. I don't remember what I said, but uh, he kind of became like a friend follower, like a back me up, pump my tire, stuff like that. He DM'd me, and I get DMs like this all the time, so I just want to thank people for always DMing me this stuff. He DM'd me, do you want to go to tomorrow's game? Like, I got free tickets for you behind home plate, 20 rows up. Like, it's it's on me. Just, I, I love what you're doing. I love your podcast, all that type of stuff. So, I just want to thank him for that. Um, So, I will be going to tomorrow's game, so expect me. At, well, if mind. he was a hater, maybe he sent you fake tickets. No, I got off the Blue Jays website. I, But, no, I'm pumped for this, and uh, <laughs> it's Bassett Day tomorrow, boys. Hound Bassett dog. Day. It's the Hound Dog. <laughs> Um, against Gonzalez. What is your prediction? Because I am just patiently waiting for this for a loss to come, but I'm just looking at this rotation now, like, oh, Bassett versus Gonzalez. I mean, that should be a a pretty decent one. And then on Monday, it's Kluber versus Barrios. 
It's like it just keeps going. I, I don't know what to pick. When is this team going to start losing? But I say the Jays win tomorrow by a lot. I'll go uh, 6-3 win. Yeah, I'll go 6. Actually, let's go 7-4. Seven, 7-4 four. Seven, four win. I'm going to go Chris Bassett goes five five innings of one run, and the bullpen shuts it out again. Four straight innings, no runs. I'm going to say the Jays win 5-1 tomorrow. Um, so let's let's preview this Red Sox series quick, and then get you guys out of here. You guys got a big. Also, uh, you're you're going to uh, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Johnny will be back to. Oh uh, uh, yeah, to I will recap. be back at the end of the episode to recap this um the, game tomorrow's game or today's game, I guess, or yesterday's game. If you're listening to this, so the Red Sox series, you got Barrios, Kluber, Tanner Hawk versus Yusei Kikuchi, and then Manoa versus I don't know who the one guy is for the Red Sox, but um. I don't see how this isn't a 2-1 series win again. Yeah. This spells 2-1. The Jays are going to lose one of these games. Where are they? At Fenway? Fenway. The Jays love playing at Fenway. They do. That's the thing. I I, I keep saying to my mind, like, when is this team going to start, like, at least losing a game? Jose Brios versus Corey Kluber is the worst pitcher I've ever seen. He's a bum. Like, the Jays are probably going to be, like, minus 250 that game, minus 220 maybe, like – I'm going to say 2-1 series. I'm going to say Jays win the Kikuchi game, and they win the Barrios game. Okay. I say Manoa gets roughed up a little bit on Wednesday. I think Manoa pitches well. We get the first Kikuchi loss of the season where he pitches well, though. He pitches well. They lose, um, and they win game one of the series. So I'll go 2-1 and one as well. So who, who who's a player to watch in this series on the Red Sox? I don't think they're, they even really have any good guys. I mean... Ravers there. Jaron Duran started to play better. Masataki Yoshida started to figure it out a little bit as well. It should be um, a fun series. It's always fun when the Jays play the Red Sox, man. Yeah, especially it's always if they fun. Slaughter them again. It's um, always fun. There's a there's a little known player, Rymel Tapia, on the Red Sox. You should watch out for. <laughs> he's a bum. He's a fucking. I don't even bum. know if he's healthy. So let's honest. go into this Mexico trip. We'll end it off with this. What what's the expectation? Is Avery gonna fall in love? I'm gonna get wasted. Seven Avery, straight days. Yeah, Avery is. And if I fall Avery in love, was I voted, fall in love. Yeah, most is that bit, is that picture I tweeted going to come to fruition of the guy pissing at the bar while he's giving? I don't, giving I don't like do that stuff. <laughs> I know that's, none. I know, none of us crazy. Do. That, that is a funny crazy. video. That's an all time video. The girl's just like checking his ID and he's just pissing under the bar and she just doesn't see it. Um, I, I need Avery Sigs to make an appearance. Oh, I need I need Avery Sigs to make an appearance. I need it. I need. I, you saw me do it. I was talking on... about uh, cigars, like on <laughs> b- bought on the beach type thing. Because I love a good cigar too. Sig cigars. I I'll send you a picture, like four sigs in my mouth at some point on the beach with like, a Jays jersey that, on or what? That'll do numbies. We need one of your. That'll do numbies. Uh, a picture of Avery with four cigars in his mouth and a Kikuchi <laughs> jersey. That would do absolute numbies. That, that that'd be all time. I'm pumped for you guys, man. It's it, you got a you got a big crew going down there, so that's going to be an absolute idiot. Chris zone, Roach bro. is going to be. Chris Roach's birthday is happening on this trip. He is going to be a nightmare. I'm excited for the stories. I really am excited for the stories. But uh, as always, guys, I will end this podcast with uh, thanking everyone for the the downloads, the listens. Been crazy. Just even watching the live stream, man. I just like. I keep looking back at live stream numbers. Like some get a thousand five hundred, some get a two thousand, some get fifteen hundred. It's just crazy that you guys care that much to watch me and Avery just be idiots and just watch a baseball game. It's fucking absurd. So just want to thank everyone for the support. 
Um, next time you hear from us, Kevin God will be on this podcast breaking down the Red Sox series. I'm and pre- so excited to listen and previewing to that. the uh, Pirate series. So uh, I'm pumped for it. Um, any last words for you guys go off to Mexico? Like, let's say hypothetically you guys die there. Any last words you want to give the listeners before uh, anything happens, or just in case? You going the Gate 14 legacy? Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I don't know if I die here. I haven't really thought about that yet. I, um, that hit that that's funny you can have my green roy holiday jersey if i die i want the ps5 you can that's, have my ps5 that's, that's where i stay <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm fun for you guys i can't wait to hear the stories next week and uh so you guys get back on sunday you said yeah late yep. sunday okay so we're gonna have to maybe push them pod till month i don't know we'll see what happens depends what happens there but we'll figure something out but uh thank you guys for listening i'll do the recap of the sunday game at the end of this podcast and uh yeah have a good week everyone we'll talk to you guys kevin god on thursday all right if you're watching this you are you're watching a piece of history the first ever solo gate 14 podcast listen i'm not going to call it a podcast 10 to 15 minutes but let's just call it history call it what it is all right i'm going to do a little breakdown of the game today obviously we didn't talk about it on yesterday's podcast the emotions were high we might have mushed them i think i might have genuinely said Toronto blue jays might never lose again looking at the schedule was it a fuck up by me? Sure. Hand up. I'll take I'll take accountability for it. I'll take credit for uh mushing the Toronto Blue Jays, just like everyone in the in the Twitter saying they lost because you were in the game. You were there today. I'm they're three and oh when I'm in the building. Let's just make that very clear. But let's go into it. So obviously, uh Chris Bassett, catastrophic first inning. I mean, but let's let, I'm not one to point fingers, I'm not one to shame people, but that umpire was fucking terrible. Absolutely terrible. That inning should have been done a long, long time ago. Should have been done. Three strikeouts, three hitters. He doesn't get the strikeout. Walks the guy, hits a guy, all that type of stuff. Bases loaded. Taylor Trammell launches. But I will say this. I told my buddy Alto after that top half of the first, Jays aren't losing this game. Jays aren't losing this game. What do they do? They come back in the bottom of the first, do what they got to do. Put up a little two spot. Could have been a little bit more. I'll take it. George Springer looked good today, a little three for six. Bo Bichette, three for two for six. I got to say this, man. This offense still is incredible. They should not have lost that game. That ball Bo Bichette hit today was the most absurd hit these four eyes have ever seen. I couldn't believe that that ball was only 460 feet, and it dented the flight deck. The most absurd thing. Bobachet's going to get paid. Let's make that very clear. Is it going to be with the Toronto Blue Jays? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. I'm going to be optimistic. I think he will get paid. But let me tell you something, man. We got to enjoy this next three years with them. He's like that. He's like that dying old person that you're like, all right, he got three months left. Let's enjoy it. Let's not worry about what's going to happen after that. That's what you got to do with Bobachet. That's what you got to do with Bobachet. And he is incredible. He looks great in the infield. He's been great. There's no, there's no complaints you can have about have about Bobachet. And what, what does Matty Chopsticks do when the Jays are down four nothing? Just a little double in the gaff to get the boys buzzing again. I mean, Matty Chopsticks is just. Oh, we probably talked about this earlier in the episode. I don't even remember if we talked about this, but incredible. And and Chris Bassett was awesome too. I mean, worked around four walks and a hit hit batter. Not ideal. After that first inning, I mean, the guy went scoreless the rest. Four straight scoreless innings. Um. And are we ready to have the discussion that Trevor Richards is just a good pitcher? 
Are we done trolling and saying Trevor Richards is ah Trevor Richards is he's a good pitcher, man. I he's looked good. He's not he's not terrible. He's not a terrible pitcher. Is he a reliable guy that you can just put in the top four? No. But not every bullpen has a guy like Trevor Richards where he's like a fifth, sixth option where he can actually be good. Um, but what did Trevor Richards do today? He gave up a nuke to Oscar Hernandez. And this is the per- the whole purpose of me making this, uh, make it, uh, doing this and all that type of stuff. What in the flying hell are you doing giving Teoscar Hernandez a standing ovation after a home run? What are we doing? What the fuck was that? I don't give a shit if he played here for 100 years. I don't give a shit if Carlos Delgado came back in his 80s and hit a home run against the Blue Jays. You do not give that dude a standing ovation. And if you're a fan listening to this podcast and you gave Teoscar Hernandez a standing ovation on an opposing team when he hit a home run, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. I couldn't believe it. When I was in the stadium, and there's people on Twitter trying to justify a standing ovation. So let's say a pitcher comes in here, throws a complete game shutout against the Blue Jays. Are you going to give him a standing o when he throws that final out? What? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, what are we doing? I can't believe people are backing this up and saying, "Oh, it's Teo. We all love Teo. It's Teo." I don't give a shit who it is. What are we? What are we doing? That is the most coward thing I've ever seen. And what did it do? It started an entire steamroll. The wave starts to happen. Teoscar Hernandez rounding third, saying, "Why the fuck are they giving me a standing O?" The wave, and the just everything starts crawling down. And I know I'm talking about this offense being good, but after that third inning, zero runs, zero runs. You had a chance to step on their throat. It's eight four. Should they have been in that spot where they were down? No. Or at least tied. No. Horrible. Horrible. And the next man I want to talk about is a dude that should be locked up in a federal prison because this dude is ass. It is Anthony Bass. I don't know what the fuck happened to this guy. I have no idea what happened to this guy. Last year, he was a freak. Last year, he was reliable arm out of the bullpen. And now he looks like a young fucking Tyler Chatwood. I don't know what this guy is doing. I don't know if Popcorn Gate got with his head or if he's too busy tweeting or being a social media influencer. I don't know what the fuck happened to Anthony Bass, but this guy is sorry. And my take a couple of weeks ago saying that Trevor Richards might be above him on the depth chart. He might be. He legitimately might be. We can't trust Anthony Bass. We can't trust this guy to get out of an inning to work around an error. He gives up an absolute moon ball. A moon ball, a nuke, just the most sickening thing I've ever seen. This guy is is has been catastrophic this year. Catastrophic. What's the ERA? Seven with a one sixty seven whip. Get ready to fucking learn Japanese again, Anthony Bass, because you are sorry. And a couple things that really pissed me off about that game. Nate Pearson is a guy you brought up to at least get some spot, at least pitch. He's pitched once this entire week. Nate Pearson has pitched once, and you had a guy to give you got a chance to put him in in a baseball game that's eight to four, a little bit of high leverage, a little bit of not, and you throw Anthony Bass. Nate Pearson is just there to be there, I guess. How does a pitcher get better if he's not throwing in big league situations? Are you going to send him down? What are we doing? 
I, I don't get it. And then obviously Jimmy Garcia's looked terrible, rightfully so. I mean, the guy gives up, had two outs, stands, fans are clapping, standing up, all that type of stuff. Next thing you know, that it's a tie ball game. The Jays lose 10 8. Zach Pop. I don't know what that location was to Cal Raleigh or Raleigh, whatever the fuck it is. That was a nightmare. Just tons of nightmares going on that game, man. Absolutely tons of nightmares. I, I I really don't have any words besides the fact that that was the most Toronto Blue Jays loss I've ever seen. And am I mad about that game? No. Toronto Blue Jays won every single game at home this week. Every game at this they had at this homestand, they won. They lost one game. I'm not going to overreact about that. You lose baseball games. It's just it's a kick in the dick when you have a chance to sweep a series and you should have swept a series. Back-to-back series, I think actually, no, three in a row series. No, back-to-back series. You have a chance to do that, and you just throw up a goose egg the last five innings and don't do fuck all. And the bullpen just collapses. And Anthony Bass is the worst pitcher ever. Terrible. Terrible game today. Um, We move on. Again, thanks to the, thanks to the listener for uh, getting me those tickets. I really do appreciate it. Um, And I am 0 for 4 at the Corona Lounge. And listen, I want to make this clear. I will bounce back. I will bounce back. Do not. You know who else started out 0 for 4 in his career probably at one point? Tony Gwynn. One of the best hitters of all time. One of the best hitters of all time. Tony Gwynn can start out 0 for 4. Johnny Junzik can start 0 for 4. Do not let the summer hit. Do not let the summer hit. Because when if I'm 0 for 12, 0 for 15 by the time the summer comes, you know I'm going you know to go 1 for 16. Don't let me get hot. And all the people chirp me say, oh, here, no game, no game. Don't let me get hot. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Listen, this is the first individual podcast I've ever done in my life. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, It just feels weird talking to myself. Avery, what do you think? Yeah. Enjoy Mexico, buddy. Enjoy fucking Mexico, Avery. Enjoy Mexico, JR, while I'm grinding solo streams here. Doing God's work for the listeners. Hope you guys enjoy it. Anyways, thank you guys for listening, man. Uh, Tough one today. I'll see you guys on stream tonight, Monday. I'll be on stream solo missioning it. Uh, As always, gate 14 forever, gate 14 to the moon. Fucking love you guys, man. Let's go.